Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Bear Guys and Tua T Fitness. The How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. You have been forewarned. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the My Bloody Valentine edition. Why? Because this is the fucking life I've chosen. (laughs) Shan's here (laughs) with my friend and yours, the eternal disappointment, Lady Chu. That's a good one. I'm not a, How are you, I'm Chu? I'm upset about it. I'm good. <laughs> um, as My Bloody Valentine 3D. I am not upset about this movie. Was it fantastic? <laughs> no. No, it wasn't. No one's saying that it is. But I had fun watching it. Oh, fucking yeah. A. I'm so pleased. I'm pleased that you're pleased. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I love horror movies. Um... I mean, within reason. I don't usually enjoy a lot of gore. This movie did have some gory parts to it, but... Yeah, plenty of that. I love scary movies. I'm always down. Yeah. I'm a huge horror fan. Listen, this is... Okay, My Bloody Valentine 3D is a 2009 film that's a remake. I want to say the first one was 1981. Let's get our crack team on that, Chew. Have them investigate. (laughs) Okay. I had no idea this, this is, was a remake. It's a remake. It's directed by Patrick Lucier or Lucier, I don't know. But he's got his fingerprints over some movies, Drive Angry. This guy is a, maybe a professional sequel director. I see White Noise 2, Prophecy 3, Dracula 2000, Dracula 2. <laughs> Ascension, Dracula 3 Legacy. Wow, these sound like winners. Holy shit. (laughs) Wow. I have a vague notion of Dracula 2000. I don't think I ever saw it, though. But this movie, Chew, had a budget of $15 million, made $21.2 million the weekend it opened. So already got its money back. 51.5 in the USA, cumulatively in the world, $100 million. I mean, that's easy money. Holy shit. This movie was a success. I can tell you that I saw this movie in the theaters twice. Stop it. (laughs) I swear to God. I saw it once and laughed so loud that I got, of that uh, 51.5 million in the USA, I got like nine extra people to go see it. Wow. (laughs) Just myself. I said, we got to go see this movie. You guys are going to fucking love it. I dug it. (laughs) Not only that, but I watched this movie like six months ago. Did you really? This was the first time I've ever seen it. I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) So clearly, I'm on board for my bloody Valentine. There's something that's there's some magic, some magical elixir in this movie that makes me enjoy. It's the perfect amount of shitty. It really is. Like, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say that this is, like, a delicious piece of shit, but it's almost shitty and almost delicious, and it, I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Oh, my gosh. Well, now, am I right when I say that you are somewhat in love with the lead actor, oh. Mr. Jensen, what is it, Ackles? Yeah. Love him. Or Ackles. I think it's Ackles. Okay. Not that I, I'd be surprised if he ever listened to this. So if if we're wrong, <laughs> go ahead and leave a comment, Jensen. Um, I grew up watching Supernatural. And as ridiculous as that show is, I fucking love it. It's a definitely a, um, what do you call it? Guilty pleasure, for sure. That well, show. he's a personal friend. I can introduce you. Don't lie to me. I am lying to you. I don't know him. <laughs> if we do, if we know each other for this long, and you just throw out that little tidbit, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> you need to lead in with that. Jesus. I save it all for the podcast, Chew. You know that. <laughs> Get an honest reaction out of me. 
Yeah, love Jensen Ackles. Think he, I think he's great in it. Uh, Do you? I mean... Great? Well, okay, that's not a... Maybe Is that's that not an honest answer, actually. <laughs> it's a, he plays a much different character than what I'm used to seeing him play. On the supernatural? Yeah. I see. So that was a little different. Wouldn't you say, isn't it fair to say, though, that he is in the... I, and I'm not saying it doesn't work. I think it works great for this movie. But he appears to be that kind of actor who seems intent on making sure the camera knows that he is totally listening <laughs> to what that other person's saying. And you know it because I'm reacting <laughs> to what you just With said. With the head tilt and the intense mm, stare. Yes, my eyebrows will go up. Now they will go down. I have registered your 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 <laughs> what you have said, and I will now respond. <laughs> Maybe. I know he does have soap opera background. Yeah. I don't remember. Which I one? I want to say... Days of Our Lives? I grew up watching Days of Our Lives. I don't remember ever seeing him. He was all my children. Look at this fucking Trevor Trove of fucking information yeah. we're finding out about Chu's fast, uh, past television life. So Supernatural and Days of Our Lives. Do I have that yeah. right? And, well, I wasn't, you know, I was 10 during... I'll make sure. I'll just make sure. Go ahead. I was... Sorry. I was 10 and the summers were quiet. And so, it, you know... Between 11 and 1 o'clock, it was soap opera hour. So I had Days of Our Lives, and then right after that was Passions, which was the most ridiculous show on the fucking planet. That show was weird as fuck. <laughs> but Days of Our <laughs> Lives, loved. All right. Well, I'll just make a note for the judge. <laughs> uh, for your eventual trial. <laughs> Uh, it's all just coming into focus, yeah. Chew. It's just all coming into focus. Yeah. Uh, all right. How many? What? So, what were your grievances, how, or how many grievances? I rather, had night, you know what I'm yeah. trying to say. Just, just answer the <laughs> I question. Just read my fucking mind. I had 19 grievances <laughs> and six uh, positives, six honorable mentions. Okay. So Hang not on. terrible. Mostly because I had such a good time watching it. Yeah, I only had like 16 grievances, but I had I had like nine positive points. And I got to be honest, they all almost all of them relate to the 3D. I don't know how you watch this in 3D. I just watched it on on Showtime and. Well, I didn't watch it in 3D, but you can see clearly like when. This, this first kid gets killed and the, the pickaxe goes through his head oh. and the eyeball comes out on the point. Got it. That's an obvious, hey, we're looking for 3D. Didn't even think about it. Mostly because I didn't realize it was 3D until after <laughs> I'd watched it. And it nothing really okay. like registered to me to think that it was filmed differently or, or whatever. So I didn't get the 3D uh, experience in any sense. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I feel sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I mean, we both don't have, you know, the world's longest list for what we find disagreeable. Right. Or, yeah, we don't have a, a huge long list of grievances. And that's not always the case. No. Now, this is a 2009 movie, Phil, uh, Chew. It was nominated for only one How Dare You Award, Least Frightening Horror Movie, and it won. I believe that. That seems fair. This was not scary. Because it's just too delicious, yeah, right? this was not scary in any sense of the word. I don't even remember some of these other movies. The Fourth Kind, Sorority Row, Uninvited. Um, I watched The Fourth Kind. I've seen it twice. The first time I watched, wow! Uh, first time I watched it, scared the shit out of me. Did not like that really? movie. Fucking hated it. Hey, just for you and the listeners, Michelle Chu does not fucking like UFOs. Okay, that shit bothers me. Scares the shit out of me. <laughs> don't fuck with me. Okay, I don't like it. The second time I watched it oh. was actually just over the summer during COVID because I didn't have anything else to fucking do. 
not as scary at all. I mean, there's some footage in there that I'm just like, well, that's potentially some some good stuff if it's true. I have no fucking idea one way or the other. Lady Chu's all grown up. She's all grown up. Things don't scare her as much. Yeah. The uninvited. That sounds I don't remember it. It sounds painful like it might be a ghost movie about texting. Sounds like my life in reference to my neighbors. Oh, uninvited. Oh, Oh, you're walking (laughs) up the driveway again today. Awesome. What's up? It certainly speaks to my party life. You are uninvited. <laughs> I have invited you, and now I am taking that invitation away. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this wasn't scary. There's plenty of gore, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got, you know, that pick is going into people's skulls. Left, right, and center. I mean, and it takes some talent to look at the back of somebody's head and aim the pickaxe at the right spot in order to go straight through the eye on the opposite side of the head. Like, that's some talent. Well, he was a minor, Chew. Yes. You understand I'm saying a minor, not a minor. A minor. A guy that works in the ground mines for shit. With a hat. Not a minor. (laughs) What's What's the other minor? Below 18. <laughs> oh, got it. That's an ER versus an OR, you guys. I think that's actually a Louis C.K. joke. Oh. Maybe I shouldn't be picking from the Louis C.K. Yeah, basket. Yeah, we were just talking about him. I miss yeah. him. Well, you know. He fucked yeah, up, he did. though. He did fuck up. That was disappointing. All right. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> Doesn't apply to, to, to today's class. How did you guys get to Louis C.K. from My Bloody Valentine? I don't know. It just happened. We, we don't set anything in stone on this fucking show. No. We don't even talk about the movie before we even before we start recording. Oh, hell no. That's why I'm always so excited to see if you're going to truly hate it or be on board yeah, with it. Everything we say is off the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, let's get into yeah. it, Chu. So, let's have Chu tell us the plot. That's what we really should okay. be doing. Uh, Go ahead. There's a... We've got at least 10 more minutes before a commercial. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> it was no, one sorry. time. You got seven and a Jesus half minutes. Christ. Go. Um, there's a mining accident. A bunch of people die. One guy who supposedly... Accident? Uh, well, quote unquote unquote accident. Two guys. When a pickaxe goes through my skull, I'm not calling that an accident. That was on purpose. Two guys survive. One of them's a psycho. One of them's not. And psycho wake up, wakes up from a coma and continues his slaughtering of everybody. Why you'll never know. I don't know why. It's a fucking mystery. And a bunch of people die. I think that's a little unclear, too, at the beginning, isn't it? Well, like, of the movie or, or so, my version of the plot? Because I feel... No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. both. It's a given. It's a given that yours will be unclear, Chew. We know that. <laughs> yes, the beginning it's is fine. very unclear. I was confused the whole... I kept trying to, like, connect but, pieces, and I was unable. Well, so this character, this Tom... what? Who's Jensen play? Tom Hennigan or Hennigan? Hennager? Hennager? Hanniger. What a stupid, stupid. name. We'll just, his Get name's together. Tom. We'll just call him fucking Tom Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> or blonde guy. You got blonde guy and you got brunette guy. <laughs> yeah. But blonde guy seemed to have been blamed for an actual accident yeah. that had started, correct? Yeah, some of the, they got but blown up. It also, I don't know. Well, it also seemed to be intimated that, I don't even remember the killer's name. What was the killer's name? Yeah. So it seemed to be intimated that Harry was truly involved in the accident part as well. Yeah. No? I think Harry was definitely involved. I don't think Tom, I think Tom was innocent. Tom Jensen got blamed for it. Yeah. But they never were like... He never brings it up again himself. He's never like, listen, it wasn't me. I swear to God. 
maybe that's because they had to deal with the, you know, murders after it. Yeah. So all of that paled in comparison. But but whatever the accident did, it sent people to the hospital, including Harry. And then Harry went fucking apeshit bananas. My note is, holy chopped bodies. Yeah. Harry wakes up from a coma <laughs> a year after the accident to the day. That's miraculous. Right. Um, and somehow, I don't, does he hate Valentine's Day just because it happened, the accident happened on that day? Or does he just hate Valentine's Day in general? Because he seems to really hate Valentine's Day. Yeah, this is something that comes up for about 90 seconds and then is completely forgotten about. Yeah. Except in the form of chocolate boxes. Exactly. That comes back. But that's really it. Yeah, Harry just mutilates everybody in the hospital. Which, that's a big feat, right? That's a lot. I mean, you'd think it would make noise. Right. (laughs) Like, why did everyone just allow themselves to be killed like that? And we talked also on a previous podcast, Action Jackson, we talked a lot about dead tit <laughs> in Action Jackson. And there are two separate dead tits in this movie, Chew. Is there? I just count the one. There's the nurse. Oh. Who dies in this scene. I missed that. Oh, yeah. Wow. When they show her body, it's all split down the middle and there's just oh, like... yeah. Left boot, left dead yeah, boob. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember it. Sorry, dead left boob. <laughs> Sorry, boob. Uh, and yeah, and then the other girl <sighs> at the hotel. Yeah, man, did she take the business end of that pickaxe? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Harry's kind of a psycho. <laughs> Not a good person. No, he's a bad guy. But I just don't understand. Like, they didn't touch base on why Harry was the way he was. It was just like, hey, we got this psycho. Deal with it. Okay. Right. There's no reasoning behind it. That's frustrating. I need an origin story. Also, the thing I didn't understand at all was, speaking to your point, okay, it's a year later, but don't you think it's a little bit weird to go as teenagers even if you're rambunctious teenagers, to go to the mine where there was an accident. And people fucking died. I literally put yeah. teenagers are fucking dumb. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm sorry to break it to you if there's teenagers listening to this. You're stupid. It's not your fault. It's just, it's who you are at the moment. You just make dumb right. decisions. And hanging out at a mine where a fuck ton of people died, blew up or whatever the fuck. It's not a good idea. It ain't cute. Don't do it. That pissed me off. Heard. Stupid. (laughs) Anyway. Also, I mean, just for, you know, Tom Jensen, (laughs) (laughs) like, it was clearly triggering to him. Yeah, he doesn't want to be there. His fucking girlfriend's like, hey, are you sure? Yeah, okay. No, he's not fucking sure. We don't have to. Clearly. Nobody should be there. Just go. By the way, that girlfriend is Jamie King. Yeah. Who I also always confuse with Amy Smart and Jamie Presley. Same. And quick backstory to that. And I get her, Jamie King and Jamie Presley confused. One of the two came into Newport P.F. Chang's, Newport Beach P.F. Chang's, Uh and ate with a significant other and sat in the middle booth in the back, not the back, but like towards the front of the restaurant, hidden away. She was super nice, whichever one she was. I don't know. Super nice. <laughs> left her. You'd like to give credit to the celebrity, <laughs> yeah. but you're not sure which one it so was. So sweet. Ended up leaving her cell phone. We kept it. Nobody looked through it. Everyone was super honest about it. And then she came back and picked it up and was really grateful and yada, yada. But uh, to this day... I... Well, you should have been looking for Jensen Ackles' number. <laughs> no. At the time, I just... I still don't know if it was Jamie Presley or Jamie You King. might not be married to Chew right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you could be Mrs. Jensen. I don't know if they dated in real life. I have no way of knowing If that. you were just a, you know, a worse person. And this was after... 
which we know you are. So you totally should have looked through that phone. <laughs> Actually, I think that was around 2009. So if it was Jamie King, oh. this was around the time oh. that movie came out. Yeah. I'd be so pissed, though, if you weren't Lady Chu. <laughs> Why? Because I don't remember the that's difference. that's just who you are. <laughs> You're Lady Chu. <laughs> I've told you this before. If... If even if you discover Chu has been a serial killer, even if he dies in an accident, even if he says to you, I want a divorce and I never want to see you again, you're still Chu. Oh, yeah. Forever. The name stays. That's it. That's my name forever. Yeah. If you if you find out Chu's a serial killer, There's nothing I can do about you're it. You're going to have to risk yeah. it. You got to risk it. You got to stay with him. Yep. I'll probably help him. Like, just... <laughs> Let's face it. At the very least, you could dig a hole. <laughs> the couple that commits crimes together stays together. <laughs> All right, let's take a break on that note. And when we come back, we'll get it deep into the plot of this delicious movie. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California. But even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch The Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows, and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of molten hops in your life, and Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. And we're back. Chu and I are here discussing the 2009 film My Bloody Valentine. Oh, it's in 3D. Is it? <laughs> it totally beautiful. is. My first note is holy 3D newspapers. That's why they were weird. Ah, uh, it's exactly. making sense You're now. You're not even no. picking uh, up on it, Because I didn't realize it, it was shoot. 3D until well after I watched it. <laughs> That's why they were weird. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the whole thing That's was great. bizarro. Okay. All right. When last we left you, we were talking about the mine accident and the original killing. Then, Chu, like you so beautifully wrapped up in your plot summary, <laughs> sure. it's yeah. ten years later. Ten years later, Tom comes back to town and, and finds out right. his girlfriend that he just dipped on. Mm. Yeah. Is now married to the guy who he doesn't like and doesn't like him, and he's sheriff. So, there's that. Correct. We've got... And they have a kid together. They do. They have a little boy. They're married. The sheriff is also the asshole from the first Final Destination movie. Oh. That's been a minute. Yeah. Kerr Smith. Right. He's cool. Right, yeah. exactly. Kerr Smith. We've got a lot of, you know, Tom Atkins is in this movie. He plays the former sheriff. He was in Halloween 3 and The Fog. We've got Megan Boone is in this movie, who plays Megan. <laughs> so that worked out. Easy. She's from The Blacklist. Which, They're like known people in this thing. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah. Solid. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything more yeah. on that. Um, <laughs> okay, so but, he comes back to town, and interestingly, people start dying again. Right. And now I can't remember who who the first who's the first person to die ten years later. The fucking trucker, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he The trucker and then the former girlfriend of Kerr Smith, Axel yeah. Betsy Rue, who plays Irene. Yeah. This scene is interesting. <laughs> I'll say for several reasons. So Tell the good people about it, Chu. What, what was her character's name? Irene? Yeah. Yeah. So Irene's having sex with a trucker in this crappy-ass motel. By the way, that trucker, writer of the movie. Interesting. Good for him. <laughs> good for that guy. Now, Irene, in the last, I don't know, 20 minutes of her life, is completely butt-ass naked. Full frontal naked yeah yep finds out that she's been recorded while they're having sex doesn't like that doesn't like that he throws her money and she's like now i'm probably gonna piss somebody off with this comment but it's how i feel okay there's no nothing against anybody but she says i'm no hooker and i thought well you moan like one (laughs) completely unrealistic are there different moans between regular people and hookers? Well, I feel like I feel like if you're being paid for sex, then maybe you would overdo it a little bit because the guy wants to feel good. Like he's paying, make him feel good about. And that's however, what she was doing. Yeah, like they weren't realistic moans; they were for him, right? Okay. Yeah, he's paying. She did look up at the mirror once and say, "What'd she he's say?" Like, like I there's look a good mirror or... on the ceiling and. Yeah. And she's like, God, I look great yeah. today or something like that. So oh, she did. All right, Chu. She looked good. I got, I got some fun facts on this entire scene for you. Are you ready? Yes. As previously stated, the trucker wrote the movie. So who do you think, whose idea do you think it was for this much nudity? I'm assuming him. No. Is she okay with being naked that off like that much? Yes. She wanted to be naked. Her idea. Wow. So most people think that since he wrote the movie, he wrote in a scene where some woman would be writing him and completely naked the whole time, but not true apparently. She said uh it was written to have far less nudity. She was supposed to grab the sheets from the bed. But it just wasn't working for her as an actor, Chu. She thought to herself, this woman would leave the sheet, and it felt and seemed more real to her. She said, I felt like I was in my reality. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, are you not, not going to argue. Are you not jiving with that actor stuff? I might say I... I... Oh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with her because she's the actress. She knows. She knows okay. what she knows. And, you know, if that and realistically, I'm going to assume if I'm being killed and I've got some crazy minor maniac with a pickaxe chasing me around this crappy ass motel. I'm not going to stop and be like, hey, can I put some clothes on? Because I'm feeling a little vulnerable right now. Like, no. Well, too late at that yeah. point, to be sure. So. I'm not going to stop. Like, I'm scared for my life. I'm not, like, I don't, at that point, I don't give a shit if I'm fucking naked. So I can get behind that idea. If she's okay with being completely, fully naked for that long, then, you know, whatever makes you happy. All right, then. Is it, is it necessary as a viewer? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not mad about it, though. No, of course I'm not. not. Mad about it, though. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's one of the things that's kind of magically stupid about this movie yeah but i probably would have had a shitty comment to say if she had been running around room to room with a sheet on like what she she gets caught you know she tries to block herself between the wall and the the poor choice so she's supposed to do that and hold up a sheet yeah it doesn't make any fucking sense so you might as well just fuck the sheet and stay naked 
You mean fuck the sheet as in forget about it. Exactly. I think she didn't be, have time to I fuck it. I think it'd be really hard to fornicate with that sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is getting out of hand. I want to get that video back, but first let me just, oh man. Oh, that feels good. I feel like my opinion on this scene got a little out of hand. <laughs> I think it's right where it should be. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. It's like this this whole set piece includes Tom Jensen coming back <laughs> to town. This is the hotel he's staying at. He has this one moment where he opens up a bottle of pills that are like, well, you know, I, I couldn't decide is like. Is this guy trying to get rid of a bad dream, or does he have the murder shakes? So, I assume. It's like oh. <laughs> I assumed he was having really bad anxiety, and I just took right. it as that. But then you realize, hey, it's a little suspicious. Like, where the fuck was he when everyone's screaming around this motel? Where was anybody? Right. Anybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's the little person who works at the front desk with the dog. This was a strange add-in. She gets. She gets the business end of that pickaxe oh as well. Oh, my God. He just throws her ass up into the ceiling. Yeah. Yikes. She gets stuck up there. Whoa. Not nice. No. She seemed like a sweet lady. I, I Again, though, it just kind of leads to the ridiculous nature of this movie. Th- this whole scene is the first time I viewed the movie. This is when I fell in love with the movie. Because it's just too ridiculous not to. It's a lot. It's really <laughs> Plus, a lot. Once the cops show up, second dead tit. Yeah. Just covered in blood, ripped open, and then the heart was sent to the police. Correct? In a, in a chocolate box. In a chocolate yeah. box. Like did. I don't think there was enough room in that chocolate box for that heart, but I'll leave that alone for now. I I kept wondering. I'm like, I wonder what it was like for the killer. Be like, okay, I got this heart, but I need this chocolate box. The chocolate box is full. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. I'll have a snack. So he's snacking on chocolates to make room for the heart. (laughs) Right. He's like, all right, that looks good. And then sends it. Let's see. I got the nougat. Where's that (laughs) lid? Can I find the caramel? Oh, I'll take the caramel. (laughs) Where's the chocolate mousse? You know what I really like? Those orange or strawberry creams. Where can I get one and get rid of that? Now I can put the heart right in the middle. Or maybe he took a bite out of each one and then put it back just to add (laughs) to the ridiculousness of the chocolate Just to be a candy dick, too. (laughs) And that is something I would do. I take a bite and put it back. I'm like, ooh, this isn't what I wanted. I just put it back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I knew you were a monster, but come on, Chew. I mean, I'm usually the only one that, like, eats the candy out of the chocolate boxes anyway, so it's just for myself. You're telling me that little Chew never opens up a candy box and then has to say, for fuck's sake, come on. Uh, yeah, no, we're pretty comfortable with each other. I eat more sweet stuff than he does. So by the time he gets to the chocolate box, half of it's gone. So suck it. There's no waiting for you. I see. All right. So putting this new scene aside, we know that Tom Jensen is there to sell the mine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He doesn't want any more. Probably because of his crippling anxiety. Yeah, it's full of bad juju, yeah. but it might hurt the town. Yeah. I mean, is it his responsibility? He doesn't live there anymore. What do you think of that ethical question? Uh, is he doing the right thing or not? I mean... Also, this is not explained in the movie, but his selling the mine... They make it sound like there's this scene that he has with uh, Kevin Teague. We forgot about mentioning Kevin Teague of Roadhouse fame, as well as uh, K-9 and Another 48 Hours. These are the movies that stand out to me for Kevin Teague in addition to this movie, Chew. However, he's like the old man who works in the mine, was good friends with Tom's father, always getting drunk, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And he asks 
the question, what's going to happen to us? And he said, I'm sure that they're going to, you know, give some severance packages and this and that. I don't get that. If you're going to buy the mine, it's a workable mine. Why, why are these people buying it just to shut it down? Yeah. That doesn't make any no. sense. Are you stripping it for mine parts? Is that a thing? Yeah, it was kind of poorly explained. Um, and Because if they were going to run that mine... Then who- Fucking, they're going to hire the people in yeah. the town. and then who cares if he sells it? Like, that doesn't right. affect anybody. Um, yeah, as, as far as the ethical question, I can't answer that until I figure out whether or not the the mine is going to still be functioning after the sale. So I can't answer that. Hmm. I Ultimately, I don't think it's his responsibility. Like, he's not the mayor of the town. He wasn't elected as a leader of the town. So it's not really his responsibility to protect all these, these people's livelihood. One person. What if he can't fucking do it? And clearly he's, when you find out later, he's not mentally fucking stable. So you like, I'll say, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's his responsibility. Is it shitty? I can think Absolutely. of at least a half a dozen to a dozen people that would have liked him to just sell it and moved on quickly. Yeah. He was not liked. So as so people hate him, so but they don't to, want him to sell it either. Like they need a favor from him. Like, come on. <laughs> that bar scene. Let's talk about that bar scene where he gets attacked, where the old man punches him and then the young man tries to punch him, but hits the window. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. It really just kind of solidified. Be like, okay, he is not liked in this town and people still <laughs> think that he murdered all those Yeah, you people. show up and the murders start yeah. again. So people don't like Tom. Sorry, Tom. It's not his fault. Sort of. You do. I do. Oh, Tom, <laughs> it's fine. Nobody likes you. It's okay. You're a suspect. It's a fine. It's going to be okay, buddy. And you referred to Alex, or sorry, not Alex, Axel, Ugh. the sheriff, as a, like a piece of shit or something like that, right? You don't like him. No, he sucks. He's a jealous turd. Even from when he was a teenager, I'm assuming he's a teenager, probably a young adult around 21 or whatever, a kid. And then he, you know, he's, he's sheriff, he's married, he has a kid. And then you find out that he's fucking his wife's employee and she's pregnant. Come on, bro. Not nice. You're a piece of shit. You fucking suck. I don't like it. That's a bridge too far for Chew. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do it. Just divorce your wife. If you don't want to be married anymore, I gotta just tell be you, divorced. When he was a kid, he didn't strike me as the kind of person with the temperament that should become a police officer. No. And maybe that's a little bit topical, don't you think? <laughs> Jesus. Just perpetuating this... <laughs> You know, thing over and over and over again that assholes have to become cops. If people just got my bloody Valentine right, the world would be better. Yeah. Everyone needs to watch that movie. You know, but in the end, is he the good guy? Uh, He's not the worst guy. I'm not going to say he's a good guy. No. You know, it's one of my favorite parts of this whole movie. Remember when they're in the hospital and... So, which what's the character's name? Sarah. Jamie King is there. Sarah, like the ex-girlfriend, current wife of Mm -hmm. Axel. They're in the hospital. And Tom's there. I can't even remember why they're there. But there's like this peekaboo moment around the curtain where Axel as the cop is like, oh, maybe it was after the hotel murders. (laughs) and He's like, oh, I see. Yeah. Where it's supposed to feel like he just walked in the room, but he's not. He It's like he'd been in the room for 25 minutes listening to them and then went, hello, around the yeah, curtain. It was really weird. <laughs> I think at that point, they'd uh, Tom and Sarah had already been in contact once. Like, they'd met at the grocery store, and they there was some energy there, and then... Uh, Axel came in and was like, stay away from my wife, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah. He got super aggressive yeah. when he's like, and this is my wife who I have sex with. Oh, my with. God. That was the worst <laughs> fucking line. Like, your insecurity is showing. Fuck. God, you're annoying. We have a kid. I have put my penis in her vagina <laughs> and I have climaxed at least once. Like, why? Sir. Why do you need to say my wife, we're married, blah, 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 I, who I have sex with. Yeah, I'm assuming you guys have sex. That's not necessary. I've seen the kid. <laughs> Stupid. Cracked me up. Ugh. All right. Chew. Yeah. We're going to take one more okay. break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the climax of this film. That's a good way to go. We were just talking about dumping sperm. Perfect. The climax, Chew. It's all coming full circle. We'll be right back after this. Does the coronavirus have you feeling oogie? Have you been sitting on your couch for weeks? Nay, have you been sitting on there for months? Well, it's time for you to get back in shape. Check out To A T Fitness. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. To A T Fitness was started by Tina Bernard. She is ready and raring to go to help you get back into the shape you want to get into. They've got all kinds of classes. They've got outdoor in-person classes. They've got online classes if that's what you prefer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get back in shape. You're going to find a variety of exercises. You're going to have strength training, cardio, weightlifting, even fun five-minute burnouts that will push you to your limits. So get off the couch, get into shape. Go ahead and check out Tua T Fitness. Tina Bernard has got you for all your needs. I know her personally. She's fantastic. You're not going to meet a better person to help you become the new you. Check it out. <laughs> and we're back. Chu and I are here. Still even discussing during the break this ridiculous movie, My Bloody Valentine 3D, the 2009 film. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Chu. Well, I mean, is there anything on your mind that you want to talk about? Um, The thing that really I, I was anticipating in a good way and then completely let down was obviously we know that I am severely bothered by Axel cheating on his wife and then getting her employee pregnant. That's fucked up. Don't like it. And then mm-hmm. I'm just so excited for her to, for Sarah to find out that her husband's a piece of shit. Like so excited for this moment. Right. And, you know, the, the killer, you know, it, it, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Megan dies. Uh, <laughs> preg- pregnant lady dies uh, at the grocery store. There's this huge thing. They're chasing each other. Yada, yada, yada. She gets mutilated in the back alley. You're yada yadaing through some good shit. So go on, but we're going <laughs> to okay. come back. And then the ambulance comes. Axel's there. Sarah's alive. And, you know, she she's like, I, I know that I know about Megan. Like, I I know. Yeah. Like, right. he, she was killed for you. Yeah. I'm she not was stupid. killed to get, to get at you. And I thought, what? I love that he has that sideways glance, too. He's like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? And then shame for it. And you can see he's like, oh, yeah, okay, fuck. Like, yeah, I fucked up and we'll deal with that later. But we've got some serious shit to, to like, figure out and stuff. But I'm just yeah. like, fuck. But this movie does a double cross on the yes. audience. And I just really, I want it to be this moment where she's like, what the fuck? You fucked Megan? Like, I needed that, and I didn't get it, and I'm mad about it. So, you're upset that the character didn't handle the situation like you would, which is with a gasoline can and a match. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck? You, it's, not like, it's not like you just cheated on me. She's pregnant. And I don't know if Sarah knew that, but the audience knows that. So, it's like a step too far. You're a dick. He is a dick. You need to get beat up. Just a little, like, more, I mean. But as it turns out in the end, not a murderer. No. 
because throughout the movie. All right, but before sure. we get too far, before we get too far, I do want to talk about that grocery store scene, because I noticed something in the grocery store scene. It's on one of my positive okay. points. That has nothing to do with 3D. And I got to tell you, Chew, normally I fucking hate 3D. But every instance of ridiculous 3D in this movie made me laugh out loud and I loved. Eyeball on the pick. The pick being thrown through the windshield. You know, pick on the floor with the face push into it. Constant bloody pick coming out of the screen. All that shit's great. But this store scene is it just me or did they build some legitimate tension before the ladies got into the office and got stuck there and even that is like kind of harrowing oh, yeah i didn't i didn't hate that scene right? i'm all for it it's good like that's scary if you're by yourself in a grocery store yeah and you got somebody chasing you through the aisles and you can't really see him that's scary but there's even, you know, it's like before that, the audience gets a glimpse of him. So now we know yeah. he's in the building. They're not seeing him. We're wondering where he's going to pop out. They're walking around for a while. And we just have to sit with that, like waiting for when it's going to happen. And all of that was like a really good build of tension. It really was. It was well done. I was surprised. Yeah. And then, then they get in the office and there's like this, I'm assuming, an ode to The Shining you know, he's like hacking through the door. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. He obviously doesn't say anything, but. But even that was like, oh, man. I mean, he is going to work on that door. Megan. And they are looking for keys yeah, and all that the shit. looking for the keys thing. This is my problem. Okay. I'm not a panicker by nature. <laughs> like if something crazy happens, I'm not going to panic. I got business face on. Like figure out what you got to do and just fucking do it. You can freak out later when everything's done. But I don't like panickers. Okay. It's annoying. But when you're being chased by a murderer who wants to put an axe through your fucking face, you just remain calm. Do I have that right? I'm not going to scream. I'm not a screamer. Okay, I'm not a screamer. It's okay if you shake a little bit and you're trying to hurry. That's fine. Obviously, it's a scary situation. But don't fucking panic. Megan is losing her fucking shit. Sarah's like, find the fucking keys. Like, I'm holding the door with two, three pieces of furniture. Can you get it together? And she's like shaking with the keys. She can't find shit. Oh, God. I don't like it. I do know what you mean. I have I have thwarted an attempted burglary by remaining calm. Good job. I was always... Good job. You know. Can't freak not out. Not bad. People make mistakes when you freak out. I was Go in... Ahead. I was in the 1990 Buick Century Chew at a bar. Lots of people in the parking lot. So when one guy flagged me down, I didn't think much of it. And I stopped, put my car in park, put my window down. You need something? Yeah, where'd you, uh, where'd you meet all those women? We were like, you know, a bunch of people from a restaurant getting drinks after work. And I said, I work with them at a restaurant. Can I help you? And he said, yeah, give me your money. What? And I said, what? And then he reached in ripped my keys off and threw them in the, uh, you know, the front passenger seat, not the seat, yeah. but like below, put his fist in my face and said, give me all your money or I'm going to break your jaw. And I kind of just went, oh, man, why do you want to do that? <laughs> Meanwhile, I, the whole time I'm reaching up and I feel uh, that he did rip off all the keys, but left the ignition key is wow. still in there. Now, he managed to turn the car off while he was ripping the keys, though. And my car was in drive. Now I remember it was in drive, not in park. So because it was in drive, I'm trying to turn the key right. and it won't go. And so I'm just sort of like, let's not do this. And come on, gentlemen, there's people here. And he's like, <laughs> he is... Actively threatening me the whole time, saying he is going to fucking break my face into a thousand pieces. I've got 10 seconds. I've got five seconds. And then I just honked my horn, which surprised him. His fist came out of the car. I started putting up the window, put the car in park. 
he starts, he takes his shirt off and starts wrapping his fist in the shirt. Oh, yeah. He's going to hit the window. He's going to hit the window. And I start the car, starts up right away, which surprised the shit out of him. Put it in drive, start driving away. He punched the window, but did not crack it. And I was like, little bitches. <laughs> Come, Chew. Come in the face Good of job, danger. Chance. Because if you'd panicked, you're welcome. That, that could have gone much fucking differently. I'll say. What if I went? Ah! Actually, that may have surprised him. So yeah. I guess it just depends on the situation. It would have depended if I followed it with all my money or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you knew something was askew when he let in with, "How'd you meet all those women?" Okay. Easy rapist. I was like, get the easy yeah, there, buddy. My, that was my first thought. I was like, you need some, you, you need some information on the women yeah. you want to rape. I'm afraid I'm not so going to give that to you. In jail, thanks. Oh man. All right, back to our regular <laughs> programming. That was a good side story. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Tangent. I should announce all my tangents. Tangent, Chew. Give me a few minutes. Okay. Where were we? Okay. But my original question was, did you like that fake out or not? Um, On like who you thought was the killer? Yeah. 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 Because at that part, you're like, ooh. Like maybe it's him. He came out of nowhere, but I don't know. Because at this point, yeah. you're like, it's either Tom or it's Axel. Like, it can't be anybody else. And I, at this point, I right. still don't fucking know. So they had you faked yeah. out? Yeah. I didn't know. The one thing they do that's really good is there's a murder earlier in the movie, like halfway through when when Tom goes to visit yeah. the mine. I, we're talking... We're you know, after about the, the 10 moment. years and he comes yeah. back. Yeah. And and it looks like he's been locked in a gate and has yeah. to watch a murder. So that's a good fake it is out. Good. However, they basically tell you what's kind of happening in that moment. If if you pay attention, because yeah. Tom is kneeling and so is the killer on either side of the cage. And they right. mirror each other getting up. Rise. Like, okay, this is. And at that at moment, the same I was like, time. no, no. Yeah, even when I first saw the movie originally, I thought, uh-oh, uh-oh, That's is this real? Or is this like a fight club, you're him and he's you, uh-oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so at that point, you're like, ooh, so maybe, so yeah, after the grocery store scene, it, I at that point, I'm still thinking like, it might be, still might be Tom, Tom or Axel. You do want that piece of shit cop to get come up and stuff. So that's what, you know. Oh, I do. But that's fairly clever. That's fairly that's fairly clever writing to make him less likable so that you want yeah. it to be him and you're going to believe that it is him. I... And it turns out, again, audience, spoiler alert, Tom Jensen, he's the fucking yeah, yeah. murderer. Tom Jensen, by the way, not his name. It's just, just Tom. Tom. Those are the first names of both the actor and the <laughs> yeah. character. Character Tom, yep. actor Jensen, Tom Jensen. Um, uh, what else happened? Did you notice that, okay, I mean, you've got, even though it feels like you have a bunch of kids at the beginning of that movie in the mine, there's really only like six actors you have a scene where all these people are eating lunch at the diner. Yeah. But again, not really more than six, seven, or eight people. Beyond that, every scene, you keep thinking, are there only six people living in this town? <laughs> yeah. It's one of those movies where you never see more than like six people at once, six characters. Which, yeah, which is weird the because thing. they talk about the town and how everyone's affected and like everyone's kind right. of living the same life, but really you only get the small, small group of people that the story is focused around. Yeah. Yeah. 
Are you surprised that there's not a sequel to this movie? Considering, Considering yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm fine that there isn't. The ending, it made money. Why did we not get a second one? I don't know. I'm okay that there's not, but I understand that there absolutely could be. Yeah. Yeah. So are we going to talk about the ending? We got some time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So everyone, and everyone meaning three people, Tom, Sarah, and her piece of shit husband, <laughs> Sheriff Axel, with a, I don't like that name. No offense to somebody. Yeah, somehow who they is, fucking. Go ahead. I'm just going to be a bitch. <laughs> what about Axel Foley, Beverly Hills Cop? Come on. You know, I'm just exception that proves the I'm rule. I'm just hitting below the belt because I don't like the guy. Okay. <laughs> like I'm just being biased. Chew does not like piece of shit husbands. <laughs> um. But they've wind up in this yeah. mall in in the fucking mine again. I do have a note like halfway through the middle when he goes. When Tom goes to see the mine, goes to the mine again, but it's like the middle of the night and his flashlight, and then he sees another flashlight up in the trees and he follows the light and, you know, he thinks yeah. he's found out clues. But I did have a note that said, stop going to the mine. Stop. That's where bad stuff happens. Just stop it. People, you know, people in horror movies, they can't help themselves. They make stupid decisions. That's true. All right. So they end up back in the mine. Yeah. And shenanigans ensue. We find out you have the standoff. So the wife has the gun. She's pointing it at Mm ex-boyfriend, current husband. Who do you shoot? Well, she doesn't know. She's freaking the fuck out. But Axel actually says, you know what? Just shoot both of us. Just shoot both of us. Right? You know what? I can get behind that. Yeah. Because he's just like, Fucking, I know I'm not the killer. You're not going to fucking believe me. This guy fucking hates me. I'm pretty sure he's the fucking killer. Just shoot us both. Either way, you're going to be down here by your fucking self and probably with a murderer. So good fucking luck. I can't hate him for that. He's just like, I fuck. He's willing to sacrifice himself. It's like the Seinfeld episode when Newman says he'll cut the bicycle in half. I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. He's trying to decide who should get the bicycle between Elaine and Kramer. And he says, I'll I'll slice it in half and you each get half. And Kramer, Kramer's like, Elaine's like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's stupid. Then we both can't use the bike. And Kramer goes, no, I'd rather she have it. Yeah. Let her have it. And he says, uh, you are obviously the... The owner. The, the bike's yeah. true owner. Well, it's funny that... That situation actually reminded me of the Bible story. I can't remember exactly the key players. Solomon, maybe? the King Solomon? I don't fucking know. Anyway. <laughs> I can't imagine you remember anything from <laughs> I remember the Bible. some things. Anyway, but there's two women, and they're fighting over a child. And one of them says it's her child, and the other one says, no, it's mine. And so the king is like, well, we'll just cut the baby in half. Just split it up. And right. the one woman who isn't the real mother is like, yeah, okay, cool. And the, uh, the real mother's like, no, 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 just have her don't do anything. Don't kill the baby. Just have her keep it. And so the King's like, okay, you're actually the real mother. By the way, if you can't sniff out that fucking trick, mom, yeah, go ahead. Just cut the baby in half. I'm good with that. That's a poor (laughs) answer. Um, so yeah, I can get behind pieces, piece of shit. Sheriff just being like, you know, it fucking just shoot both of us. Um, and then Tom is like, no, 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 Sarah, he's behind you. He's right behind you. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is it. Tom, you've lost your, your marbles. You're losing it. He's and, crazy uh, boy. You're the killer. And he realizes it. I remember it being a pretty good reveal the first time I saw it, but it's also, I think it's interesting that they set this guy up as the hero, and it turns out he's the killer. But my real problem with this is that, you know, you get a quick flashback of Tom finding the gravesite and digging up the body, and he gets Harry's mask and stuff. So yeah, it begs right. the question, 
yeah, we already know that Harry, before he died, was an actual psycho piece of shit. But now he's truly dead, we find out in the end. And Tom's been killing everybody. Is Tom possessed by Harry? Or did he did he just slowly lose it while he was this last decade and now he's killing people because he has this tide? I don't understand. I think he goes into like a fugue state. I think he goes okay. into a fugue state and he kills as Harry and then wakes up out of it and is like, oh, oh what the fuck but happened? But what is this connection with Harry? Because he adamantly said he wasn't, it was the original accident 11 years prior or whatever was not his fault. Like Harry mm-hmm. was the bad guy. So why is he, why is he connected with Harry? I don't understand. I don't know. It was the uh, inciting incident. It's not enough information. There's a hole. Well, what do you I want? I want answers. You're going to have to study therapy for six years to understand. I have at it. Can somebody give me an answer? Just reply in the comments. Someone give me an answer. I'm more concerned about this last shot in which Jensen Ackles, your love, <laughs> mean mugs breaking the fourth yeah. wall. Right into camera. That was a concern for me. Yeah, don't look into the camera. (laughs) If that's not, like, if if that's not the whole, if you don't start, if you don't set that idea right in the beginning, like, hey, this is a movie where we break the fourth wall. Okay, that's awesome. But don't do it at the end. Don't do it. If somebody tells you to look in the camera at the end, you should have a conversation about it before you start rolling. Be like, I don't know if this is necessary. (laughs) <laughs> Can we talk about this? What I'd like you to do is mean mug the camera. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Because we didn't do that the whole movie, so I don't think it's right to do it now. You've got like the swelling mean music, and then he just looks straight into camera, and he's like, now I'm going off into the world to murder yeah. some more. Da da. Yep. All right. Yeah, I mean, fuck. That's... That's my bloody Valentine in full, Chew. Anything you missed or want to talk about? Um. Oh, you know what? The maid, she got fucked up. She did get fucked up. Yeah. She got killed and then she got dried her ass in the dryer (laughs) and then she got cooked. (laughs) And the kid who's hiding in the house, just listening to the dryer keep going. That's gonna leave a mark. He was he creepy coming out of that coming out of the corner of that couch. I think something wrong with that kid. A little bit. No offense, kid. Well, he's he's probably gonna have the murder shake soon. Definitely. This is the inciting incident for him. How about that uh, shovel death? Shovel in the mouth of the girl, and then the top of the head starts sliding down the shovel. Ah, fucking great. Would you recommend this movie? I already know the answer. I have to. Oh, yeah. I don't have a choice. You've watched it a gazillion times. I did. I got like like nine <laughs> people to go see this movie in 2009. I did recommend it. I can't hold back I now. I liked this movie. Liked it. Yeah. yeah it's good. It. Good job, everybody. It's good in its shittiness. So, Chu, what about uh, what about our our game? What about uh, the drinking game? The drinking game, yeah. What's the drinking game for my bloody Valentine in 3D? Well, I mean, I think that the thing that happens the most is brutal murders. So you got to take a shot or a sip or a drink or whatever every time somebody just gets horrifically murdered. How about a combination of it, it has to be a murder or something horrific, but that includes 3D. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. So you've got the eyeball, yeah. you've got the head on the shovel, you've got uh, the old man. I'm going to have to take your word for it because, like I said, I didn't know this was 3D until after. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good thing we didn't do that to begin with because I wouldn't have drank in anything. Why don't you just flip through the Rolodex in that fucking steel trap of a mind of yours and try to remember all the 3D? I didn't even notice. So I couldn't I couldn't even like tell you when something looked a little different. I had no idea. 
That being said, I think you, of- you did notice. You noticed in the credits. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's why they're weird. Chew, just going through the world asking no questions. Yeah, no. I'll go along with a lot of stuff and then realize, huh, maybe I should have inquired more. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's it. I think that's the best one. I like this idea of the grisly deaths, but the ones that include 3D. Yeah. Like, do you have to watch this movie in 3D with 3D glasses? Is that what you did? Yeah. In the theater. Yeah. Do you have 3D glasses at home? No, 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 no. It wouldn't work. Now it's converted to 2D, but it's like, you know, you just got to pay attention, Chew. Well, we know I don't do that. I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) From now on, the edict is pay attention to what you're watching. It's so much more fun during the podcast to tell you, I didn't catch that. (laughs) Is that what happened? Oh, that's what that meant? Got it. I do revel in being disappointed in you. I know. I rarely let you down in that sense. I won't deny it. (laughs) All right. Moving on. We did it. Nice. We'll be back next week for who knows what, but we'll be here. We hope you will be too. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. Send us an email to the How Dare You Podcast at gmail.com. Say goodbye to the good people, Lady Chu. Goodbye, everybody. Go watch My Bloody Valentine. Heartfelt as always. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> I'm serious. Go watch it. Good day to you. Good day. <laughs>